Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Today's show is going to be a deep dive into fat loss plateaus and first how to assess if you're in a plateau and second, the step-by-step process that I use with clients to help them get through that plateau and identify the issue as to why the plateau is occurring in the first place. So often when it comes to fat loss and getting to a point where progress feels like it's stalled, our very first initial reaction is just to want to quickly drop calories. But a lot of the time there are other steps that we can take first that will actually get to the root of the problem that won't need us to actually drop calories any lower to continue making progress. And that's exactly what we're going to go over today. There's, let's see here, there's one, two, three, four, five, basically up to six steps that I take and assess in terms of somebody's program, in terms of their consistency, um, in terms of the actions that we've taken in the past that will lead me to needing to drop calories or increase cardio. But like I said, there's those six things that we look at first that might need adjusting first before you actually need to even drop calories or even need to add any cardio to increase that deficit, if that makes sense. So that's what we're going to hop into. I got this question on TikTok actually, and I was going to throw it into the Q&A, but I realized that this could actually be an episode in itself because there's so many steps to this that most people miss and don't even think about when it comes to their own journey. So super excited to hop into this episode. Hopefully you guys are enjoying having the podcast back. If you are, I'd be super appreciative if you could take a screenshot of the episode and go ahead and put it on your IG story and tag me in it. That way I can send you a message personally thanking you for doing so, as well as I can repost it on mine. I love being able to do that and seeing when you guys are listening. So thank you in advance for that. And if you have a little bit of extra spare time, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you guys could go over to the review section on iTunes and leave the podcast a review. The easiest way for the podcast to be able to grow and to to continue to reach more people in the future is through reviews. If you can leave a, a star rating, whatever you think the podcast deserves, as well as leave it a written review, that really helps the podcast be able to grow in terms of um, the Apple ranks to continue pushing it further and further to more people, like I mentioned. And we've been having a little bit of issues as we've been getting the podcast back on track in terms of iTunes. I've had some issues with some of the podcasts being uploaded and whatnot. So stick with us through that. We're working through it and making some adjustments on the back end, just in terms of where we're hosting the podcast and whatnot to make sure that these episodes are coming out every Tuesday and Thursday. So like I said, expect these episodes to be coming out every single week on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're working through some of those issues. If you didn't see the episodes from last week, go back. You should be able to see those episodes now. But um, yeah, without further ado, let's hop into how to assess your fat loss plateau and what adjustments to make before you actually need to drop calories or increase your activity level. All right, so when it comes to a plateau, first let's just identify what that is. It might sound pretty obvious, but basically when you plateau is when you stop 
making progress, right? You stop losing weight, your measurements stop decreasing, and you're no longer making progress towards that goal that you have for yourself. And so the first thing that we assess when it comes to a plateau is weigh-ins, right? We look at your weigh-ins on a daily basis is how I have clients do it. We take a weigh-in every single day of the week. They send me those weigh-ins at the end of the week. And what I do is extract the daily weigh-ins to get a weekly average. Because what you have to remember is in terms of your daily weight, it's going to fluctuate up and down a good amount, right? I've done episodes on this in the past, but your weigh-ins are up and down dependent upon your stress levels, dependent upon how much sodium you ate the day before, dependent upon how much sleep you had the day before. If you're a female, dependent upon where you're at in your menstrual cycle for the week, how hard your last training session was, how much food you have in your digestive system. There's a lot of factors that play into your day-to-day weigh-ins. But by taking that weigh-in every single day and then extracting the weekly average, you can see the long-term trends that are taking place in terms of your weigh-ins. But why do don't like people just to weigh themselves say once a week is like I just mentioned, there's a lot of those fluctuations up and down throughout the week, right? Well, what if one week you weigh yourself when the fluctuations are on the downside and then the next week you weigh yourself when the fluctuations are on the upside. But if we took a daily weigh in and we could see that the average for the second week is still lower than the average for the first week, you know that you're on track. But if you're only taking that average once per week and you get it on the wrong days of the week, it can look like you're actually reversing your progress and not making any progress in terms of the scale because you're not extracting enough data to see the averages to see where that trend is actually going. You're just picking one piece of data from each week and the variable there can be so high that you can end up frustrated thinking that you're not making any progress when you actually are making progress if you were to take enough data to see what those weekly trends were rather than just one data point inside of that week that comes with so much fluctuation, if that makes sense. So that's why I really push clients to start to understand that the scale is a tool to extract data for long-term trends. But if we put all of our um, emotion into those day-to-day numbers and look at the day-to-day numbers as successes or failures, we're setting ourselves up for long-term failure because we have to know logically that the scale is going to fluctuate up and down along that process, right? And so understanding that first and foremost, as we're taking those daily weigh-ins, as we look at those weigh-ins over a two to three week period, if we don't see that trend going down roughly around 0.5 to 1% in total weight per week on average, then we would say, okay, Something's not right here, so let's go to step two because the scale isn't coming down. This would be where we take a look at your measurements. And what can happen a lot of the time when you get back on track with your training or nutrition, you create more consistency around that. You start eating a good amount of protein every single day to support lean muscle mass and potentially building some lean muscle mass. And you get consistent with your training in terms of creating progress over time where you're adding reps, you're adding load, you're adding sets, you're progressing your training, which then forces your body to progress on the back end of that. And a lot of the times when you haven't been consistent with those things in the past and you get consistent with it again, even when you put yourself in a deficit, your body can go through a recomp. So as your body's losing some body fat during that deficit period, like you're in, you're building muscle at the same time, which is going to have the scale stall because muscle weighs something too, just like fat does, right? So as you're decreasing in body fat and losing weight, you're also building muscle as well, which weighs something. So it has the scale stalled. So you're actually progressing. You're just killing two birds with one stone, but you can't see that in terms of the scale. And this is why it's so important to look at the scale as just 
one measurement of progress. There's many other ways to look at your progress, how your clothes are fitting, how your photos are looking, and where your measurements are coming back all matter as well, plus how your strength is progressing in the gym if you're getting stronger over time. Those are all big measurements of progress as well. So when the scale's not moving, the second thing we do is we look at measurements. Typically, I'll have clients do measurements every two to four weeks roughly. And so if measurements are decreasing, but the scale is staying the same, let's say sometimes maybe your arms got a little bit bigger, your legs are a little bit bigger, your glutes are a little bit bigger, but your midline is all smaller, Well, that just means that you're decreasing body fat, but you're building a little bit of muscle at the same time, which has that scale stalling, like I mentioned. So you're still progressing. This doesn't mean that you necessarily need to make any adjustments. You're moving closer to that goal of creating a better body composition. So there's no point in adjusting anything because progress is taking place, right? And so, like I said, this is why it's so important not to just use the scale for your data points because the scale is the a great tool to use for the long term. You're not going to be able to recomp and build muscle and drop body fat at the same time forever, right? The more um, experience that you get with your training, the more your body adapts to it, the less likely you're going to be able to continue to build muscle and drop body fat together. So over the long term, if you stay consistent with what, with what you're doing, the scale is going to be forced to follow suit and it will start to decrease as you stop putting on muscle and you just focus solely on fat loss. So if your measurements are improving, but you aren't losing weight, that doesn't mean that you need to change anything. You're progressing closer and closer to that goal that you have for yourself. So you just need to keep going. But let's say that your weigh-ins are improving and your measurements are improving. This is where we would start to dive a little bit deeper because now we know that your body's not necessarily progressing and you are in a plateau. But again, that doesn't mean that we just directly move to, okay, now we have to drop calories or add in a bunch more cardio to create a bigger deficit. There's still a few things that we need to look at first and become more aware around to know what's actually stalling our progress. And one of the big things here, well, really the first thing that I go and look at is how consistent you're being with your nutrition. So if you were a client, I would then go into your food logs, look at what you're consuming each day, look at your caloric intake, look at how much protein you're consuming, look at the food choices that you're making, and ultimately just look at how consistent you are being. And this doesn't mean that you have to be perfect, right? I never expect somebody to have to be 100% perfect 100% of the time to create the result that they want. Realistically, that's just going to lead to burnout. That's going to lead to you hating tracking your food. It's going to lead to a lot of stress and it's not sustainable in the long run. But what I'm looking for is roughly 85 to 95% consistency 100% of the time. And what this does is this is enough consistency that should be pushing things along. And if it's not, then there needs to be an adjustment made there. But that's where we go and look. We look at food logs. Okay, are you actually being consistent enough to force the scale or your measurements to follow suit and actually be making progress. If you aren't, well, then we know that we don't necessarily need to decrease calories. We just need to build up your adherence better to actually tracking your intake and making sure that you're being consistent with how much you're giving your body to ensure that we have you in a big enough deficit that's going to push progress along. But so often I'll see people who aren't being that consistent, but they all of a sudden think that they need to make an adjustment to their workouts or they need to make an adjustment in terms of how many calories they're eating to start to make progress again. But it takes being very self-aware to understand, okay, maybe I'm not being as consistent as I was when I was producing the result in the past. And that's what you really have to ask yourself. Am I being consistent enough to push this along? 
And that takes a lot of awareness and that takes a lot of um, humility with yourself to be able to identify that. And that's honestly where a coach can become super helpful, right? Because it just adds that extra layer of accountability. And more than that, it adds that non-biased perspective on your situation to be able to look at food logs, to be able to look at your consistency and then help you become better aware of where you might be slipping up before you just go and try to drop calories any lower and you don't actually get to the root of the problem that's stopping you from making progress, which is just you being more consistent in terms of the caloric intake that you're putting into your body to make sure that you have that big enough gap there and that deficit to be moving progress along. Because you could just go and drop calories lower, but if you're not being consistent, you're still not going to be consistent at that lower calorie intake, which is still not going to have you making progress. And then you're going to deem that, oh, well, my hormones are out of whack or my metabolism just isn't strong enough, or it's something else that's causing me not to lose weight. And it's not my effort. But in my experience with a lot of people that I've worked with, this is the one thing that stops most. You take a lot of breaks on the weekends. You start eyeballing your food choices and your serving sizes rather than actually weighing those foods out to make sure that you're being precise with how much you're actually eating. So it just comes with a lot of awareness and getting back to the tediousness of actually tracking things as consistently as possible at least 85 to 95% of the time. So make sure to put that awareness piece in there. Are you actually being consistent enough to produce the result? And if you feel like you are being consistent in terms of your nutrition, you're tracking 85 to 95% of the time, you're weighing out the majority of your foods, and you're still not making progress, then we move to the next assessment, which would be your total caloric output. So now we've looked at your caloric input, how much you're putting into your body. Now we need to identify, okay, are you still burning as many calories as you before to make sure that that deficit is still intact? This comes down to, are you still being consistent with your training? Are you getting in as many training days as you were before when you were actually making progress and the scale was following suit? If you are, that's great. It doesn't necessarily mean that we need to make any adjustments there. But another big one that people forget about is total steps and cardio. Are you being as consistent with the cardio that you were doing before um, and still burning the calories that you were burning there? Are you still getting as many steps in as you were getting before? Let's say you're averaging 8,000 steps per day before. Now maybe you're only averaging four or 5,000 steps for some random reason. Well, that's going to have your total caloric output down, which is going to make that deficit that you're in smaller, which can stall progress in terms of the scale as well. And so Yes, we definitely have to be very aware of how much we're consuming, but then we have to be aware of how much we're outputting as well. So it comes down to, are you being consistent with your training? Are you still getting in the cardio that you were getting in before? If you weren't getting any any cardio, that's fine as well, but just identify. If you were, are you still doing that and being consistent there? And then are you still being as active in terms of maybe you were going on hikes before and now you're not, or maybe you're going on for a 10 to 20 minute walk per day that was getting you up to around 8,000 to 10,000 steps per day. And now you're only getting four or 5,000. You got to remember that impacts your calorie deficit as well, because you have to be burning enough calories paired with how many calories you're consuming to make sure that that gap is intact for you to be losing weight and making sure that you're in that consistent deficit over time. So to continue down the line, let's say that you are being consistent with your training, with your cardio, with your steps, that's still in suit just as it was before you, when you were losing. So you're not losing any weight. Your measurements aren't getting any better. 
you're being at least 85 to 95% consistent with your nutrition and you're still getting in all of your workouts, all of your cardio, all of your steps. Now what do you do? Because everything's still in line. Is this where we just go ahead and decrease calories because you're doing everything perfectly and you're still not making progress? You're deemed in a fat loss plateau? Well, there's one more thing that I would do that not everybody thinks about. And honestly, there's not a ton of really hard science to back this one up and make it super evidence-based, but I've seen it happen so often. First off, with my own experience with myself, and second off, as I've tried it with clients a lot as well, it seems to work very, very well. And this would be, instead of just going straight to decreasing calories, I would actually look and say, okay, when was the last time that I gave myself a break from the deficit? When was the last time I just put my body in a place where it could optimize homeostasis, meaning I was eating up closer to a maintenance level of calories through either a refeed that lasted for two to four days or a diet break that was all the way up to one to two weeks. And if you hadn't done that, had a refeed or a diet break within the last six to 12 weeks or so, my next move would be to give you at least a three-day refeed to where you would eat back up your maintenance level of calories just to give your body, your mind, and your metabolism a little bit of a break from that deficit. And so often what I see happen when we do that and then we come back to the deficit after increasing calories anywhere from 400 to potentially 600 calories back up to your maintenance level, and then as we decrease back into that deficit after the little bit of the break, the body starts to respond really well again, and we start to drop weight more consistently. And again, there's not a whole lot of science that backs this up. There's not a lot of science that says when you give yourself that refeed that you're going to speed your metabolism back up and it's going to go at a super strong rate. Once again, you're just going to be able to continue to to lose calories on the same amount forever. But time and time again, I've done this And time and time again, I've seen it be successful for most. Now, that doesn't mean that it's successful for everyone. I've tried this with people and then we've tried to go back to the same amount of calories and they still are plateaued. They're still not losing weight just because the metabolism has adapted enough that that caloric intake that we were at that was a deficit before, the metabolism is downregulated enough to where that deficit isn't bigger to continue seeing progress. And so what we have to do is we have to drop calories even a little bit more to pick that progress back up. But what it does, even if it doesn't allow you to continue losing at the same rate you were before on the same amount of calories, is it still gives your mind a little bit of that break from the deficit as well as your body, as well as your hunger hormones hormones, um, just to give you a little bit of time above water so that as you do come back into the deficit, you're more prepared. You have a little bit more motivation because you've taken that one step back to be able to, to continue taking multiple steps forward. So before you go and just drop calories because you've gone through the list, I would strongly recommend that you give yourself a refeed for at least three days all the way up to seven days, even up to two weeks to where you just increase calories by somewhere roughly around 400 to 600 to get you back up to your maintenance level and just chill there for a little bit and then bring calories back down to where they were at when you weren't losing and see if you start to lose again. Again, for some people, they will start to lose again and that will kickstart progress. For other people, you'll do that and it still won't kickstart progress, so you'll need to drop calories even a little bit lower. But it's still a very valuable 
option in my opinion and choice that you should make just because even if it doesn't kickstart progress like I said it gives you a little bit of time away from the deficit for you just to be able to relax for you to be able to recover for you to be able to get your mind out of the deficit because the longer that we diet down what you have to remember is that's a stress on your body just as the stress at work just as the stress on your relationships just as the stress with your kids just as any stress the financial stresses that you have the body just sees stress as stress and the calorie deficit where you're eating less calories than your body is burning on a daily basis is another stress that you have to take into account so by relieving that stress for a little bit of time it usually makes you a little bit more just motivated to get back into that stress and continue moving forward. So it's a win-win in my opinion. So let's say now you have done the refeed, you're back into the deficit of where you're at before and you're still not losing weight. So you've gone through and you're not losing weight on the scale. Your measurements aren't improving. You are being 85 to 95% consistent with your tracking. You are getting in the same amount of exercise, cardio, and movement that you were getting in before. And you have taken this refeed now. And you're back to where you were, and you're still not losing. This is when it comes time to make an adjustment in terms of either decreasing the amount of calories that you're consuming or increase the amount of calories that you are outputting because most likely what has happened is the longer that you have dieted down what you have to remember is that the metabolism is adaptive and as you're on lower calories the metabolism slowly starts to slow down as well which makes that deficit smaller and smaller which will stall out your fat loss over time and will stall your progress and so this is where you have to create a bigger deficit by either outputting more calories that's going to make the deficit deeper or just by simply consuming a little bit less. And so what I would do with somebody at this point is say, okay, in your situation, what feels more sustainable for you? Do you feel like you're in a position where we can drop calories down by most likely somewhere around 100 to 200 calories per day? Or do you feel like it would be best for you to add in, let's say somewhere around an additional 30 to 50 minutes of cardio per week? Either way we go about that, it's gonna end up creating a bigger deficit and start pushing progress along once again. So it doesn't mean that you have to decrease calories drastically, or it doesn't mean that you need to add in a ton of cardio. That 30 to 40 minutes of cardio per week could just be an additional 10 minutes per day. That could be an additional 20 minutes um, twice per day or twice per week, however you wanna go about that, just to make sure that that weekly accumulative average is up by 30 to 40 minutes compared to where it was at before. Or if we're dropping calories, let's just drop them by around 100 to 200 per day. Ideally, I would only start with a 100 calorie drop than where it was before. And most of the time, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, that's enough to kickstart progress once again. Um, if that doesn't work, then we'd have to get a little bit deeper in terms of how many calories we drop. Or we could pair the two together and we could drop calories down a little bit, but say 50 to 100, plus say let's add in an extra 20 to 30 minutes of cardio. Again, that's going to end up creating a bigger gap in that deficit. And that's going to continue to push progress along. But don't think that you've gone through this list and you have to drop. So now you have to drop calories by another 300 or 400 because that's just going to be unsustainable and it's going to be far too 
big of a deficit that's going to increase your hunger levels, increase your stress levels, and overall just make it much harder to be consistent with what you're doing. Or if you try to add an hour to two hours of cardio per week, that's going to be a way bigger workload than what you've been used to, which again is going to come with a whole lot more stress, which is going to make it a whole lot harder to be consistent and make it much more unsustainable as well. So those are things to think about. As you go through this process and you look through every single piece that could be affecting your stall in terms of your measurements or the scale, don't just directly fall right to, okay, I have to add calories or I have to decrease calories or I have to add cardio. Make sure you're being aware enough to look at, are you weighing yourself daily to extract daily numbers to see? Are you measuring yourself to ensure that just because you're not losing weight, that you're not actually decreasing in measurements, which actually means you're creating progress. You're just building some muscle while dropping some body fat at the same time. Are you being 85 to 95% consistent with your nutrition to actually push along the result at the current caloric intake that you're at? Are you still working out as consistently? Are you still getting in the consistent cardio that you were before? Are you still getting the amount of steps that you were getting before? And then have you taken that refeed just to give your body a little bit of that break so that you come back into it, it can be a little bit more responsive to the deficit. And then if that's the case and you can check every single one of those off the list, just make the slight drop in calories or add a slight bit amount of cardio or activity to your week or take a little bit from both, decrease calories a little bit, add a little bit more activity and then continue to assess moving forward. So hopefully this clears this up for you and it gives you some guidelines to follow along to the next time that you deem yourself in a plateau. As always, I really do appreciate you guys for listening. If you have questions, there is a link below lostandlifting.com backslash podcast to where there's a form there that you can submit your question. It will go directly to my inbox. I'll send you a message answering the question for you and I'll potentially bring that question onto the podcast to do a deep dive on it if I feel like it's something that will help the other listeners as well. So hopefully you guys have an amazing day and I'll talk with you soon.